You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing on with another incredible guest today. Our guest today, Victor Lee, is the co-founder and CEO of Apollo Podcasts, an app that makes it easier to find, listen to, and share fiction podcasts. Victor also co-created and produced the sci-fi podcast Earth Eclipsed, which I've actually listened to, just recently nominated for the podcast of the year at the Ambies and an official selection of the Tribeca Festival 2021. Welcome to the show, Victor. What's happening, brother? How are you? Good to have you here. Yes, Noah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, all good with me. How are you? Oh, fantastic, man. I'm just, I'm just out traveling, living a good life. But uh, tell me, for the listeners out there that are, want to know a little bit more about you, why don't you fill in the gaps in your bio who, you know, outside of that? Who are you and, and what do you do? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm actually from Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, in South America. Came to the U.S. for for college, for school, and after school, I had the chance to work in a Hollywood company, working with creation and working with content, working with um, different projects for for the kids and for the family market. And I met uh, my co-founder, Nick, at this job and met Nick's best friend from life, A.J. Churchill, and we... We started working on this project, Earth Eclipse, after work. Um, I remember we were doing it whenever we had some free time. We would try to put the script together, try to think of something to do together. And, and yeah, and then we decided to go on this path of fiction podcasts because AJ's is a, just a, a huge, talented musician and sound designer. And Nick is, um, I, I may say, Nick is like the creative visionary. He, that I've ever met, one of the top ones, very creative guy. And uh, we just had the chance to put something together, the three of us, uh, something that didn't require a big budget, something that we could do it on our on our own pretty much. And so that's how Earth Eclipse was born. And we've been highly immersed into the world of fiction podcasting ever since. And then uh, we created Apollo Podcasts. And so Apollo is a platform that we want to make people we want to make it easier for people to actually listen to fiction podcasts, find them, discover them by genre, by format, and just uh, expose this medium, this great medium more to, to people. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. And so for, we'll, we'll have to get into, obviously, the story of Earth Eclipse as well. Um, you know, like where it's where what's coming from, what what people can expect from that. But uh, I remember one of the first fiction podcasts I, I, I listened to was uh, We Are Alive. It was by actually someone that I interviewed on, on a previous podcast I was doing, uh, Casey Whalen. And that thing, they've gotten so big over the years of just, you know, just because they just stay consistent with it. Um, but before we get into all that, I want to hear a little bit about just your story, in particular about a time that you were out reaching for the unknown you know maybe this was starting apollo maybe this was writing the 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 script and and producing the show but um take us to a time where maybe the odds were stacked up against you and you were afraid about maybe bracing the unknown but you went for it anyway to chase after a dream to see that dream come true yeah absolutely i uh i think the first story is completely moving to a different country um 
a country whose language I, I mean, I'm fluent in English and I, um, I always speak English very well, but uh, not in the fluency that I am today. And I think coming to the U.S. and coming to the to, to a city, I went to New York, uh, was absolutely mind blowing as a 17 year old and, and just facing the, the city, just facing urban life. Sao Paulo is pretty urban as well, but uh, but New York is, is a completely different beast. And, um, and I knew I had to follow that path because the U.S. just has so many opportunities for, for creative people, for people who want to work in the creative industry. And this is the chance that I took to, to try to completely challenge myself, I guess. When I was a 17-year-old, I didn't know much what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to follow the creative path and I wanted to work in, in this industry. And so that was the, the, the big challenge that I took early on and, and just completely shifting my paradigm in terms of in terms of the culture, in terms of social etiquette, in terms of how people relate to each other, how people communicate. It's completely different than in, than in Brazil. So that, that has been a completely rewarding experience for me very early on. And then... Um, and then once we uh, once I came to LA and we started working on the project, I mean everything regarding the podcast itself was a complete new world for us. We we had worked in visual media before, we had worked with film, with television, but audio was something that we completely went headfirst and didn't understand much at the beginning. We did a lot of research. We listened to the classic sci-fi's Wolf Three Five Nine. We listened to Limetown. We listened to some other uh, bigger shows. Uh, in the space to see what what was done before us and but we didn't really know the rules and the, the exact uh, specifics of the audio medium and what it could offer as soon as uh nick aj and i started writing the script we realized the potential that this medium had uh you can go very crazy with with the ideas with the setting with the characters and we really wanted the audience to experience uh, the world firsthand with us and construct and build that world with us. And so we didn't want to give any sort of indications as to how, how the characters look, how the world looks. Uh, AJ did some incredible work with the sound design to help construct that soundscape. But um, it was completely a new medium for us and trying to understand how to tell that story in the best way possible through audio was a, was a big challenge. And, and now we're in a completely different path now with app development. None of us are actual, actual engineers. Uh, we, do, we do have a very fine understanding of technology, but we, we're not engineers. And so for us, it's just been a, a huge learning curve. And at every point, we looked at ourselves um, and we call this moment like doing, doing some soul searching as to what we want to do. And we always decide to take the risk, always go through the hardest path because those are the most exciting ones. And it's been a very, very rewarding experience to just learn so much about audio, learn so much about fiction podcasters with other creators that we've met along the way. And, um, and within the app world, it's a completely different playing field for us. And it's been, uh, we say it's like an MBA plus a master of science all in one <laughs> rolled into one. So it's been a, oh, a very great experience. Absolutely. It's really fascinating to hear the the sense of exploration and adventure that that's coming from your journey of you know figuring out how to how to settle into a new city and then level up to the next level where you're like now producing the show and you know you're taking your your passion for storytelling bringing that together you're taking the skill sets from the other arenas that you've played in 
you know, from video and, and all the other stuff. And now you're, you're venturing off with this team to everyone's pushing each other to explore that edge of the frontier of what they know into something new. And then as soon as you master that, now you're off into another frontier, which is the app development. What do you think is the real drive for you to, to continue to play at that edge of what you know and to, to sink your teeth into new projects? The drive for me is we, we always think there's something that can be done to, to you know, help uh, the market or help other creators. I think a lot, of, a lot of our initial inspiration to embark on this journey was hearing from other people, really. Hearing from, we spoke to so many different creators of different ranks, big budget creators. We spoke to indie creators. We spoke to, uh, you know, mid-sized creators. We spoke to all kinds of creators in this space. And we realized that all of them go through the same set of problems in terms of exposure for their shows, in terms of getting their shows distributed uh, or exposed, right, in the in the podcast platforms today, and monetization. We we heard a story of a creator that had two hit shows, and, um, and they still couldn't make a make a living out of that, out of his art and out of his work that were hit shows and were listened by millions of people around the world. And we were very fascinated by the fact that they couldn't really, you know, make that full-time as, as their, as their full-time job. And so for us, it really came from that place. And we were like, how can we use our skills and our time to actually help other creators in the space, to actually advance this medium forward? Because I think what this medium needs is just more exposure. It's a fantastic storytelling medium. We know that people love audio content from audiobooks. When you borrow from, uh, from other areas of the audio medium, you can see that people are actually drawn into fiction. And so we were like, why is this not as big as it's supposed to be, right? And, and for us, uh, even though we had zero knowledge about how to build an app, we looked at it as a, as a, as a challenge for ourselves. How can, we, how can we push this industry forward and how can we leverage everything that we've built so far to try to increase and improve this market? And so that has been the main, uh, the main driver for us. It's, it's really, we want to see everyone and we want to see people listening to more fiction podcasts. We want to see creators being able to make a living out of it and uh, of all ranks and not just the big budgets. And we want to bring, uh, we want to expand the, the definition of fiction podcasts of what they can become. And it's all very exciting. So this unknown and the idea of trying to push the market forward is really what uh what drives us mm. yeah it's, it's got to be something bigger than just yourself i love i love that how it's you finding the connection and also there's there's something that i don't want to gloss over about getting the feedback from so many other people so you're you're before you're even building the product you're listening to what other people are saying and you're taking their advice you're taking their frustrations and now you're incorporating that into uh, the next path that you that you, that you set out for. Um, one of the things I'd like to get into is actually just some very tactical things about how podcasters, uh, for example, uh, or or just creators in general, because I think a lot of the same tactics that you see from from a fiction podcast you can have for an artist, for for people that are creating worlds with NFTs, for example. There's a lot of different avenues. So, what are some of the ways that a creator can start to monetize their intellectual property and, and actually succeed and, and have the, the runway to now keep creating? I think uh, one big thing that we learned first is that the way how the medium is today, 
creators will probably have a loss at the beginning, financially speaking. Uh, you really have to invest in your own work and you really have to believe in what you're doing and put it out there. I think through our experience in Hollywood and working with more high profile creators in, in, in Hollywood, we noticed that there's a lot of a fear of sharing their work, right? It's, uh, it's a very long process until you get a, a TV project made uh, from pitch to actually production and distribution. So it's very long and, and it's, it's an uphill battle for even for established creators. And um, and we noticed this is completely different in audio, right? Because audio, you can iterate, you can try different things, you can experiment, and uh, creators just have to start putting their work out there and and trying to get an audience. I think one of the main things we noticed that it works uh, for this medium is things like feed drops, things like feed swaps. I think this is common for nonfiction podcasts as well, for talk shows. Um, but for... For fiction, I think it's it's a matter of building that audience, building that core group of people that really follow your work and listening to them. I think uh, even for a medium like fiction podcasts for audio, you're able to iterate, you're able to uh, build upon your, your podcast. We hear a lot of a lot of creators doing this as well in the indie space, interacting, engaging with their with their audience and creating the content that their audience wants to hear, essentially. And so I think the key here is in the short term, you've got to build an audience. You've got to, you know, even if you have 15 listeners, uh, why are those 15 listeners drawn to your show, right? What, what are they liking about your show? I think it's about understanding that. And then once you figure that out, I think the industry has a number of tools that you can try to monetize from, you know, partnering with a merchandise company that uh, those like drag and drop merchandise companies are you can try to like place uh, dynamic ads and just like generic ads on your on your show. I think there are several different ways of monetization, but unfortunately, those are very scarce right now for for pod, for fiction podcasters in specific. And it's just like different unit economics when it comes to fiction because it's not evergreen, right? Most of the times, it works season by season. It has limited episodes, so it's very different. I think the the way the medium works and the way that uh, you can monetize on it. So. Yeah, it's very hard today for fiction podcasters. I mean, uh, I think uh, the, the most successful ones have been doing this for years, right? They've been, and, and it's what you said at the beginning, it's consistency, right? It's uh, you got to be there every day and you got to try and you got to believe in it and you got to build your audience uh, little by little. I love how you brought up this, this, this idea of having the loss at the beginning. And it's, it's not just really when it comes to business, but pretty much everything in life, whenever we want to achieve something, we have to sacrifice a little bit of whatever the, the current situation we're in. It takes time for the universe to recognize that you're making these changes. And that might be the market, that might be just be people that are already accustomed to listening to one thing, for them to actually be aware that your show's around, and then for them to make that behavioral shift to actually start to invest their time, invest their money, and so everything starts as, you know, a snowball. It's, it's kind of like if you think about a Geico commercial, the first time you hear the Geico commercial, you don't think about it. But then when it comes on every single day for years of your life, whenever you need insurance, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to Geico. And so right, I think, yeah. you know, a lot of times we have to have that mentality when we're creating that, oh, the beginning is going to suck. And that's fine. That's like with every business, there's a startup cost. It, you look at all these apps that have the VC funding, for example, they all just have a lot of money that is poured in at the beginning before they're even profitable. 
So how does how does your app um, are where are you along in that journey? Like, are you already at the point where you're generating revenue? Or is it is it still just bootstrapped? Are you growing? What what's the story behind uh, Apollo? Yeah. So uh, right now we're at the very beginning of the fundraising journey. Um, so we are pitching like crazy to to investors, pitching to funds, pitching to people who who believe in this medium. And it's been a fantastic learning experience, just understanding how, 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 people, how people with money and how investors look at a business opportunity. So that's been a fantastic uh, learning journey there. But we are right now pre-revenue, our focus, uh, we're not thinking of generating revenue in the short term. Our focus right now is really trying to understand, you know, what do people want with this medium and how can we... How can we make it the best that it could possibly be? And and yeah, so it's been a it's been a tough journey so far, but uh, we do have some people that believed in us since the beginning and bet on the company, and so we had some money to develop the app, very minimal to put together uh, just the basic version that is out there right now. It is a bit tough because you have to you have to pitch it and you have to frame it in a way that is. That the opportunity is big, right? In the long run, and it's uh, it's uh, sometimes it's, it's difficult to to even educate people about podcasts. <laughs> like we realize that a lot of people don't know what podcasts are, and then when you say fiction podcasts, a lot of people have no idea what fiction podcasts are. They have no idea that it involves actors, that it involves a script, that it involves you know music and sound effects, and it's just a reality. Like when you speak to people outside of the podcasting. Uh, bubble or the podcasting circles they just don't know like there's so many different uh interpretations that they have they usually think of like joe rogan and then they don't understand how to convert joe rogan into fiction so it's a it's a pretty interesting challenge to try to pass that message across but yeah we are we are right now at the very beginning of our fundraising journey and it's uh it's been very exciting so far just having the ability to communicate your idea as well and concisely and, and and clearly is a fantastic skill to to develop Absolutely. And even if, even, you know, no matter what happens, it's, it's the more practice you put into it, the more, it's just like with the podcast interviews, the more you do these podcast interviews, the more that skill of just communicating levels up and then who knows where the roads are going to take you. And that, that's just so brilliant that you're just out there putting yourself out there saying, okay, I'm going to take this risk. I'm, I'm going to push this idea out into the world. And I know it's, it's, it's tied to something greater than me. So uh, there's, there's always going to be somebody that's going to believe in it. Okay. So in essence of time, I'd love to hear about uh, your story. So the, the Earth Clips, let's, let's, what, you know, for the listeners out there, um, you know, let's sell them on this experience of the audio of the podcast narrative. Like what, what can they expect when they tune in? Yeah, so we, I think one of the coolest things about this medium is that we are just uh, providing the audience with sounds with uh, the story, of course, and the acting, the characters, but the audience is the one who is really building the world in their heads. And they're an active participant of the storytelling uh, in this medium. And that is one of the most magical things that, in my opinion, audio allows us to do because no other medium, I feel like, has that ability, not even books, right? Because books usually are very descriptive about the world that they, uh, you know, the passages are very descriptive about the, the actions of the characters and, uh, and the world description. 
And uh, we we don't have that luxury of describing everything, right? We can do a lot of exposition in the in, in audio. We don't want it. We didn't want it to be an audiobook, right? So we didn't want to have any narrators. We wanted to be something more active that in, that requires some more active participation from the from the listener. And no other medium, I feel like, can replicate that as as well as audio. So that was one of the main things we wanted to do with Earth Eclipsed. When the listener puts in their phones or their earphones to listen to Earth Eclipse. We wanted them to be fully immersed into the world. So uh, we have Baltimore music, first of all. We have very intricate sound design. We wanted to give the audience the ability for them to put the, put the puzzle pieces together and, and you know put the landscape together, put the world together, the setting together. And the story is a very crazy story with very uh, uh, modern themes. So the story is, follows Dr. Alex in Prometh, She's um, she's like the you know the the pre, I guess the 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 Elon Musk when Elon Musk was cool back in the day, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Not the not the recent Elon Musk, but he was like a figure that is admired by society. It's someone who's admired by by uh, by the elite. Someone who's admired by by the people. It's an inspirational figure who who rose to the top. And you follow the story of this neuroscientist. And she uh, is trying to hack people's memory, essentially, in order to um, have a better way to understand humanity and a better way to maintain humanity. And so she does a lot of experiments with, with memory, trying to understand how do you capture memory. And then a lot of issues arise from that, from data privacy, right? So this is a very contemporary theme nowadays. Um, how do you control data privacy? Freedom versus order, right? We see the events happening around the world. And we, we do have questions about like, you know, is it better to maintain freedom? Is it better to, how, at what cost do we maintain freedom? And, uh, and we make all of these social and modern themes uh, and modern commentary in our, in our show. And so the story follows Dr. Alexine Prometh in this crazy journey as she tries to, it's a bit conspiratory, it's a bit uh, dramatic, it's a lot of mystery and thriller. And so we, were just, we just wanted to create a very immersive, immersive experience for listeners. Um, and we're very proud of, of what we put together because uh, I think you know, one of the early descriptions that we got is that they felt they were the, the listeners, the first listeners that we got to and we shared Earth Eclipse with. They told us that they felt like it was a roller coaster. They were in the roller coaster about to start and you know you have the music blasting and you have like a, this energy from the first scene, the very first scene of the show. And it's just... Um, a very cinematic and we wanted to bring people along and we wanted people to be an active participant of this. I love it. Yeah. So amazing. All right. So as we're working towards wrapping up, I'm going to, I'm going to ask my favorite question, which I ask everybody on the show, which is really about decision-making, right? So there's, there's been a lot of big decisions and probably day-to-day small decisions that you're faced with as you're going through your journey. Do you have a favorite decision-making framework or a mental model that you found particularly helpful to navigate these decisions as you go through your life? Yeah, I, I realized very early on that there's a lot of decisions to be made whenever you're, you're making your fiction podcast or running an app. There are several decisions, micro decisions, big decisions that you've got to make and dedicate bandwidth to. And one thing I learned to do very early on was trust the people I'm working with. So uh, a lot of trust goes into my, my two co-founders, the other people that we work with that is helping us with the app, that is helping us with the writing. You just got to give people the trust because uh, it's impossible to try to control everything. I think a lot of, 
lot of founders, a lot of people make the mistake of trying to be controlling of every single decision that there is in a company or in a project. And that is just impossible to accomplish. Like you, you make, you know, poor decisions along the way because you're trying to focus on all decisions at the same time. So that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm even learning nowadays. That is one of the, the main mistakes perhaps that I made in the past was trying to be controlling, right? Because I think that is, that is the opposite of productivity. That is the opposite of, of, of trust with your, with your, the people that you're working with. And so the moment that I, that I was like, no, you know, they, they are as involved. Everyone is as invested and as involved in the company and the project as I am. And um, I got to trust other people. Right. And I think it's, yeah. it's very hard for people to do that because especially with creative projects, you don't want to give a lot of control, right. You, you want to follow the things according to your vision. It's very hard, but I think everyone in our team, Nick and AJ, especially have been through that process as well of trusting each other. And it's, it's all about people at the end of the day and, and decisions, uh, decisions get harder as you go. I feel like each decision, uh, the stakes get higher as you go. And so you just got to learn uh, to, to work with your, with your people and to, to trust each other. I think that is, that is the key factor here. Absolutely. Beautifully well said. Yeah. And, and the surrender and trust in, in the capabilities of everyone else will actually free up your time. So you're able to do other things. It's, it's really, wild how that works so once you sort of hand the reins to other people now you're able to collaborate the ideas are fresher it's, it's, i really i'm really grateful that you brought that up all right so let's close it out with just how do people support you how do they stay in touch how do they how do they get uh download apollo how do they do all that good stuff absolutely if you love sci-fi if you like a, a space opera journey then I highly encourage you to listen to Earth Eclipsed. We're available on every single platform, every single podcast player out there. And you can just look for it on Earth Eclipsed. Uh, you can also go to our website, eclipse.com. And if you are an audio fiction enthusiast, if you like this medium or if you like to learn more and explore, our platform today is really good for discovery. So you can actually, you can actually browse content by different genres. So if you're looking for a horror adventure, you can actually find those with that precision on Apollo. And uh, Apollo uh, feeds into the podcasting system. So everything that is publicly available should be there. If it's not, just send us a message. There's an in-app tool that you can do that as well. And it's available for iOS and Android uh, publicly for free under Apollo Podcasts. So just type in Apollo Podcasts and you, you'll find it very easily. And that is the best way to support us, really. It's just uh, using the app and giving us feedback because we want to make it the, the best it can for, for the people who use it. So that, I think that is the best way to support us right now. Amazing. Victor, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really glad. Great to hear your story and, and your unique path. This is really exciting. Yeah, thank you so much, Noah, for having me. This was a blast. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.